What is good, everybody? Welcome to a joint collaboration podcast. I'm Rob Stats Guerrera. He's Grant Cohn. This is a simulcast going out to my YouTube channel, his YouTube channel. New show going to come at you every Wednesday, noon Pacific time. What's up, Grant? Um, this is exciting. How are you, Rob? Yeah. Let's go. I know you're doing well because you just advanced in the gold standard 49ers media madness bracket. Congratulations. <laughs> When you first made it, I was like, oh, man, look at this popularity contest. This is awful. This is was terrible with journalism. Then I won the first round. I was like, yes, everyone check out this vote for. It's a great thing, though. I th- what's nice about it is it's getting a lot of people um, exposure, man. Like yeah. Jason Aponte in the Sweet 16. Fish in the Sweet 16. Eric Crocker. Not that he needs more exposure. He's a monster. But he's also in there. And, and it's like, uh, so is Cam. So, so are the mats. Like, this is serious stuff. We're getting it's, into heady stuff. Yeah. You can't mention Jason Aponte to me since he just eliminated me, but you can go vote. The description, uh, the link is in the description to the show. So click on no that. shame. No shame in that losing to Jason no. Aponte. No, do you know you won by 83 votes over Larry oh last round? <laughs> Woo! I, I retweeted something like at the last minute. So I think maybe a few people on Twitter helped me out. There Thank you. you. Go. Well, Whew, Larry, Larry's tough competition, man. It's all he it's called Brock Purdy. He's a legend for that. He was basically the only one because I was not hearing yeah. things about Brock Purdy. But no, we're going to talk a little Brock. We're going to talk a little Niners quarterback situation. Kyle Shanahan on the today's show. And also, what the hell is going on with Brandon Ayuk? Where do you, do you want to start with Kyle or do you want to start with Ayuk? Let's start with Ayuk. I think right. we should start with Ayuk because that's like the newsy thing. He tweeted it yesterday. And mm-hmm. I, what did he say and what do you think it meant? The weird thing about the Ayuk tweet is... It's like every offseason, we got to have wide receiver drama with the 49ers. And the, the tweet was, let's see if I can pull it up really quick. Uh, I can get a picture of it later. He essentially but, but. said he's the fourth option in a run first offense. Yes. And, um, you know, he's like ready to do business again this year, loading year four. Something like that. Yeah, the exact and quote is 1K is thanks. the fourth option in a run first yeah. offense. I'm as real as it gets. Words a little baby and SG. I'm ready to stand on business every time you're four with the rocket emojis. So there you go. Right. So what, what um, does that mean to you? What does that mean to me? I mean, he sees himself as much more than the fourth option in a run first offense. Clearly, he feels he's not being fully utilized. But what's interesting to me is I looked it up. He's not the fourth option. <laughs> In this offense, he's the second option. Last year in targets per game, it was Debo, Ayu, Kittle, McCaffrey. So I, that's the first thing right there. Like he clearly feels like he should be the number one option, and not being the number one option makes him feel like the fourth option. I think he should be the number one option too, but it just feels like he's frustrated with his role, with 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 the team. I don't. It doesn't sound like a guy who's going to be here super long term, or even maybe past next year. What do you think? I think clearly it's about his usage in the offense. When you start the tweet with 1K as the fourth option in a run first offense, you're talking about your role there. You can't really yeah. deny that. And the other thing is, it's not like Brandon Ayuk tweets all the time. Do you know how many times he's tweeted since 2021, Grant? Like four times. Four. That's right. <laughs> four times since 2021. Yes. So yes. something happened. And I'm not saying like he hates the team or he wants to trade or anything like that, but something took place to where he felt compelled to share his feelings with the world. And I think that's significant. I agree. I mean, there are a lot of players in this team who talk a lot. You know, George Kittle, Fred Warner. Brandon Ayuk is not one of them. He rarely talks, and I guess he feels like he's a bit of an outsider 
He doesn't, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to speak for him, but you know, he doesn't go to Cabo. He doesn't get the targets he wants. He's in and out of the doghouse. He's not really one of them. And I think he doesn't talk about it, but at the same time, maybe he just, it bothers him. It would bother me. If anybody has a gripe with the 49ers that you could consider legitimate, Ayuk's got as good an argument as anybody. He comes in as a rookie in 2020 during COVID and has a fantastic rookie year, insane rookie year. And 2021, Kyle freezes him out for half a year for reasons for no reason. yet to be explained because he didn't practice hard enough or whatever BS excuse Shanahan was running. And as soon as he starts incorporating him back into the offense, he's fantastic again. And last year, he never came off the field. He was awesome again. So if he, I understand if he's a little frustrated with how he's been treated by the 49ers. Absolutely. And I think he's looking around. I mean, you just traded for Christian McCaffrey. You got so much money tied up in different weapons like where's the money for me it may not be I mean the targets aren't there for me and maybe he's thinking you know what you know what I I don't know if he even wants to be here long term I mean let's forget let's not forget he liked that tweet that picture excuse me it wasn't a tweet I'm a boomer he liked an Instagram (laughs) picture of him wearing a Giants jersey the Giants are want to trade for him that's been reported so maybe the idea of him leaving a run first offense and going somewhere where he could be the first option is appealing to him. I mean, it's not like the Giants suck or anything. That's a playoff team, too. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm not all in on the Giants yet, but I can understand. Yeah, his... yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Well, he did lead the team in, in catches and targets last year, but I think that was more a point of George Kittle was banged up. Debo was banged up. He was always there. Ayuk was always there for this team. And that's why the Niners need to trade him. Because if a guy is an Iron Man and doesn't miss a game in two years, get the hell off the team. (laughs) Buckner was like that. Buckner didn't miss time. They're like, get out of here. Who do you think you are playing all the time? Shout out to Rod watching on YouTube. Two of my favorite, Grant and Stats. Each guy in your own words. What is Trey's biggest development issue and what is a healthy Brock's? Um, Man, didn't take long to get to the quarterback questions, did it? We, we can go straight to quarterback. This is it, for oh easy. I mean, for both of them, Kyle gets them hurt before they can develop. Straight up, <laughs> or they get hurt. Like like I feel like for Trey, he's gotten injured at least twice playing running back when they're trying to develop develop him as a quarterback. And I thought the whole point of sitting him for a year was to develop him the right way to be a quarterback, not a dual threat. But ever since he got hurt, Kyle's like dual threat, dual threat, dual threat, dual threat. It's like, hey man, chill on that. Can we? And if that's the case. When he plays this year, because it looks like he's probably going to start week one, can he actually play quarterback before you ship him off to Minnesota or whatever you're going to do with him? <sighs> quarterback. That's my issue. We got to be able to play it. We got to stop with this idea that Kyle got quarterbacks hurt. Like, you're, you're the mayor of crazy town with this, Grant. We have to stop acting like everything is within Kyle Shanahan's control. It's not. And I get that we want to blame somebody. I get that. But damn, man, like sometimes stuff just happens. Right. Guys just get That's hurt. True. Where did That's Jimmy true. Then, then Kyle hurt? must be the, the most unlucky uh, coach ever, man, because all yeah. of his quarterbacks get hurt. All of them. RG3. Jimmy got hurt in the pocket. Brock Purdy got hurt in the pocket. Dude, Jimmy got hurt like seven times, man. Well, Jimmy got hurt. <laughs> Jimmy got hurt a lot of times. All of his quarterbacks get hurt. At a certain point, Kyle Shanahan is going to have to emphasize quarterback protection in multiple ways a little bit more by, like, maybe not asking his, you know, fourth-string tight end to block a premier edge rusher on a slow-developing play-action play. Maybe maybe don't do that. Or, or you know, there's so many things you could do, but it's I think Kyle's attitude is, 
man, it's just the price of doing business. I want to have this play action offense. It's okay. You know, I have small offensive linemen. His, him and his dad have had small offensive linemen since 1995. It's just what they want to do. So if they don't have John Elway or, or Steve Young, I mean, they kind of go through their quarterbacks. That's kind of what done. they hope that they were drafting, I think, with Trey a little bit. Yeah. Uh, let's get to the Gold yeah. Rush 561. Just a guess. I bet agent and front office, going back to Ayuk, are in preliminary talks for extension, and front office gave a low ball number, as they always do. That was my first thought, was that there yeah, was my, communication, and maybe he didn't like the first offer. I think the way the Niners do business is they don't even present an offer until late in the process. I think that was the issue with Debo last year. Not that they necessarily lowballed him, but that there was no offer in March. And he was like, what the hell is going on? And he had to talk to Trent and all these people be like, this is what they do, man. They'll present it later and you got to be patient. So Ayuk's under contract for two more years. I doubt they've put anything in front of him and maybe that's enough to piss him off. Right, well, maybe the agent said, hey, let's talk now that we can actually talk according to the CBA. And the Niners were like, no, that's not what we do. Right. Like Just we're going through me- a tunnel. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> well, I can't, well, huh? It, oh, ah, not yeah and and then i would get it like i it's like hell i've been through hell and back with this team i'm always there like you should you don't want to at least talk about it i could see that getting mm-hmm. him mad too i could definitely see him getting i could definitely see that getting him mad i can't pronounce that sentence or talk english today having a tough time let's move on i feel like I don't want to speak too much for brandon Ayuk because he could tweet something else and be like man i was just tweeting lyrics it's like okay fair whatever right. yeah all right, let's get Cryptic. to Shanahan then. Since let's uh, get to Shanahan, that yeah. was the other thing. Because I, I was listening to you and your dad, and first of all, your dad like wanting to fire Kyle Shanahan after last year. He was the coach of the year. What? Why would you fire him? I mean, no, he wasn't. He should have been. He well, absolutely okay. should have been. What? Okay, um, that's a different thing. Say should have been than he was, but. The thing with Kyle Shanahan, I feel like the thing with this team is he just feels like fool's gold. He's always going to be in the mix at the end of the season because he he builds through his running game and his defense, and it's really good. But, man, until he has a, a quarterback that he can – a good quarterback that he can keep healthy and a good offensive line that allows him to do that, man, it just feels like he's always going to be a pretender. He's always going to be fool's gold. He's always going to be in it. But, like, you can't win a Super Bowl with defense and, run, and a run game in 2023. You have to be, like – actually committed to offense and passing, which means you have to be committed to your offensive line and your quarterback. And like, those are the two positions where he wants to save money the most. It just seems like he's stuck in 98. Like he's literally stuck in 98 in my, in my opinion. That's why I see it. So, I mean, yeah, I think he'll be in the NFC championship game this year for sure. I think he'll win 13 games and he'll, you know, maybe win the NFC, the the coach of the year, but is he going to win the Super Bowl? I mean, not till he gets a legit quarterback who can stay healthy. But is that Brock? He got hurt already. Is it Trey? He got hurt a million times. I don't know. Is the guy on the roster? I don't know. I don't. But getting to the NFC Championship game, even if you don't win it, that's not nothing. That's not no, it's a great. failure. It's and great. I just think that, yeah, like, I don't think, I'll look at that and be like, oh, well, Kyle's content to settle for second best or anything like that. Nah. I it's not that he's content. It's just that he's incapable of getting over the hump. So far, he's had some chances. Though I, I liken it to Tony Dungy in Tampa. Like, Hey, it's a Hall of Fame coach, but he had a bunch of cracks at winning the Super Bowl with that Tampa team that was great, and he couldn't do it. They got rid of him, brought in John Gruden, who I'm not saying is even a better coach than, than Tony Dungy, but he won with that team for whatever reason. Then Dungy goes to Indianapolis, inherits a Hall of Fame quarterback, and wins. I think that's what Kyle needs to do. I think he needs to leave and go somewhere where there's a quarterback in place 
because that's how it worked for him in Atlanta, and that's how it worked for his his dad in San Francisco and Denver. Anytime those two had to pick their own quarterback, I mean, I put the list on Twitter. Yes, it's like twenty five guys. It's a joke of a list. I'm just saying, the best guy on it is Kirk Cousins. <clears throat> yeah, that's not ideal. Um, so that's a little bit of a gap for an offensive genius. Like, <laughs> can't really scout the quarterback position or develop it or keep it healthy. Like, hikes, man. Well, then, what does that make you? A pretender. Sorry. I mean, it makes you a damn good coach. He's a damn a, good coach. I think I would agree. Like every team has strengths and weaknesses in terms of what they can evaluate and what they can't. I think that he's very good at evaluating running backs and other positions. Wide receivers. Not as good. Oh, yeah. I think that's fair. Trade it up for CJ Beathard, Rob. That's all you got to know. That's it. Yeah. Not that I'm better. I'm not saying I'm better. My track record is awful. Just to look at my tweets. But I, but I don't get paid to do this. I get paid to talk. With you. Oh, okay. I was like, wait, there it is. You get paid it's mirrored. <laughs> um, yeah. I think that Kyle is a damn good coach. I think he's like, who's, if you're getting rid of him, who are you replacing him with? Who's going to be well, your It's a little late in the process. It's a little late in the process in, in late March, but no, that's a fair know, question. That's like, a fair question. I would have went with Steichen. Not that I know that much about Steichen, but I do like what the Eagles are doing. And I like the way, you know, what I like about Steichen, not, not the scheme. He's, got, he's a former quarterback coach who's worked with Jalen Hurts and Justin Herbert. Like, I want a guy who's shown results with young quarterbacks. And maybe it's just that those guys are, are baller young quarterbacks and he did nothing with them. But I think he's, I mean, I'd at least interview him. Like, what, are, what did you do with those young quarterbacks? Because over here, we just get him injured. I don't, I don't know what we're doing, but we're we just getting him hurt. Get, oh, get hurt. <laughs> we, official BNA Music 88, Kyle tricked y'all. He's a defensive guru. I'm I telling you, it's Tony Dungy. It's Tony, he's a great coach. The genius of defense. We would have the said visionary. the same thing about Andy Reid until Andy Reid won Super Bowl. The, but the difference between them is that Andy Reid sh showed right off the bat that he knew what he was doing with the quarterback position. That was one thing he always had on lock. He never went through a period where he was like, man, he's just going through four quarterbacks in a season. He always had someone. And he kept them healthy. How many games does Andy Reid's starters miss due to, in due to injury? Is that luck? I don't think so. Make I your own luck, Kyle. I think it's part, I think you have to, if you're the 49ers, consider everything when it comes to injuries. I think it's probably partly because of what they do or don't do. Practicing too hard, practicing too often, whatever the case may be. Also, constantly relying on guys that get hurt. Jimmy Garoppolo was the quarterback for how many years? Guess what Jimmy Garoppolo does? He gets hurt every year. When you, D Ford gets hurt every year. When you rely on those guys again and again, and they continue to get hurt, then you're like, damn, we've had really bad injury luck. Well, what happened? <laughs> of course you I'm have. so surprised. Yeah, right. it's true. It's true. Fuck. Look, I never said fire Kyle. I said trade Kyle, all right? Because I feel like, just like what Al Davis did, sending John Gruden to the Bucks, which was the best thing that ever happened to the Bucks. what did he get, two ones and two twos? What is Kyle Shanahan worth in a trade? If John Gruden was worth two ones and two twos, and Kyle's got to be worth like three ones. I'll take it. Oh, yeah, Kyle's worth. That's the thing. I'll take tell it. you something. If he was on yeah. the open market right now, he would have teams falling all over themselves to sign. That's him. true. Yeah, man. Because he makes you instantly relevant. You have this. Uh, I mean, first of all, you'll be talked about a lot. He's a media darling. You'll be in the playoffs. You're the Cowboys. Yay. You're the freaking cow. <laughs> or maybe a little bit better. But are you going to win the Super Bowl? That remains to be seen. He's had three cracks. He's had a bunch of cracks at it recently. But he still was he 44. He's got time uh, around there. Yeah. He's got Cause he keeps, he, he shows a lot of growth and change. That's the one thing I'll give Kyle. He grows and he changes a lot. I like that. He does. He's humble. 
He grows. <laughs> he know, shows a lot of it. Yeah, I love that. It's funny. We just had Kay Adams on, and we were talking to him about Kyle, and and we were like, "What do you think of Kyle?" And she was like, Kay, "Do I like interviewing him? him? Do, does he think he's the greatest gift to coaching? Yeah, he kind of does, but he's a good coach. Like, you definitely get that impression from Kyle, and we'll see it again. He's going to speak what Sunday at the owners' meetings. He he don't like the media. He don't like talking to us. He doesn't like answering questions no. from us. He doesn't like being held accountable by anybody for any reason. And he gets very prickly if you try to hold him accountable. That's okay. I mean, a lot of coaches are like that. But what I like about Kyle is he'll get prickly, but he'll answer the question anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, he sometimes can't help himself. It's almost like Will Ferrell in, like, Austin Powers 2. Like, if you ask the question three times, Kyle answer it. <laughs> he just has to. It's like, oh, you asked it third time. I hate when people do that. <gasps> okay, here's the answer. <laughs> and he like as opposed to Jim Harper, like I'm not answering your question, and he'd, like stare at you. Uh, Kyle just he knows the answer, and he wants people to know that he knows the answer, so he'll tell it eventually. I, as long as you don't phrase it in a way that he messed up. If it's not like, hey, hey, Kyle, you blew it. Why'd you do that? Mm-hmm. If it's like, I want to learn about football, will you educate me? He's like, let me give you three paragraphs on that. It's like, thanks, Kyle. <laughs> I like Kyle again. What I said here's my prediction: never gonna win a Super Bowl with the 49ers. My prediction. But if he gets fired and gets a head coaching job somewhere else where he inherits a legit quarterback, he might be able to do it. Mark like his dad did. On YouTube. Grant wants to win every uh, wants to fire every Niners coach. Every Niners quarterback is not good enough. He doesn't now know who to replace them with. Can I said I had a guy. Can I just say though? Can I just say though? When Chip Kelly was here, I was one of the only guys that said in locally that said, fire this guy after one year. A lot of people were like, you know, he hasn't gotten a fair chance and yada yada. Fine. That's what, that was all true. But if it wasn't for me, Kyle wouldn't even be here. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, the revisionist history. Uh, that happened almost. Chip Kelly, I have to root for him now. He coaches my team. That oh. sucks. Are you going UCLA. to the owners' meetings on Sunday? Yes. 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 Although I can't get there Sunday morning because it's my niece. It's my nephew's um, bar mitzvah thing. So I'm getting there Sunday night. I'll be there for Monday morning. But I don't, is anyone talking? Are you going to go? No. Am I going to go? I don't have a is job. It, how am I going to go? Yeah. <laughs> I don't I've never been. Money. I don't know how it works. Can you just waltz in? No, I have a credential. It's I, I awesome. Credential. Uh, yeah. I have been to the owners meetings before when I was with PFT and mm. there are all the owners are there. All the coaches are there. The GMs are there. And it's much more casual because there's not nearly as many media that go to that as like the combine or the draft or anything. And they're just okay. kind of like, you're at this swanky hotel. Cause you know, the owners ain't staying at a holiday Inn, yeah. and uh, everybody's kind of there and you can just, Walk up to anybody and, and talk to him. I'm terrified. So Kyle's going to be there at the bar and I'm gonna be like, hey, man, you want to get a drink? And he's like, um, no. And <laughs> that'll be fun. Maybe I'll have a drink with Kyle Shanahan. He'll be like, so why are you such a jerk to me? I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, give, give me one example. I think you're great. Hell of a coach. I want Can you ask Kyle who the starting quarterback is? Just who's the I, I, I asked him at the end of season press conference and he was like, you know, Honestly, I haven't even thought of it. So now I'll be like, hey, Kyle, it's been a couple months since I asked you who the starting quarterback is. Have you gotten around to thinking about who it might be? And I think there's some fair follow-ups like, well, what if what if Brock's not ready? What's he going to say, though? Oh, I'm just taking it one day at a time. Is that he going to say some stuff like that? So here's the thing. It's hard because, like, you get your one question, right? Really, everybody needs to team up and ask the follow-ups yeah. together. Like, It's true. If I'll show you. Like, you be Kyle Shanahan, and I'll be – people at the press conference are you ready um yeah um, Kyle who's your starting quarterback next year 
Um, you know, it's a little too early for me to say that. I only got one healthy starting quarterback. I'm just focused on OTAs. Um, is it Brock's job when he comes back? See, that's a that's a, that's a good follow up question. Is it Brock's job when he comes back? Did did Trey lose this job when he was injured? Did Brock show enough to have that for, for it to be his job whenever he comes back? Or is there a competition? Right. Have you thought of any of these things? Hey, Kyle, can Sam Darnold beat out Trey Lance and win that job week one? I don't even know if we're going to be alive next week. (laughs) Yeah. Assuming we are, Kyle. Like, I want to know that because I think Darnold has a complete shot. But again, Kyle's whole thing is he doesn't want to sit there and look like he's deflecting. He wants to look like he's being as transparent as possible. So he'll have something planned. I'm just curious, like, what is it? Because it seems like he doesn't want to alienate any of his quarterbacks. He doesn't want to come out and say Brock's the quarterback because that alienates Trey and his agent. And he doesn't want to say that Trey's the quarterback because that may not even be the case. So I really want to see how he kind of rides the fence here and tiptoes around this sensitive subject. Obi-Wan 49, thank you very much. Nice to see both of you together. Keep up the QC. But I don't really care what Kyle wants to say, right? Like, could you got to, not you specifically, he's got to be pinned down, right? Yeah. Oh, I haven't thought about it. Why not? Do you think you should have thought about it? Has anybody from the team reached out to you and asked what the hell is going on with the quarterback situation? What does Trey have to do when he's in there to keep the job even after Brock is healthy? Like, there are so many questions. Yeah. And Kyle needs to start answering them. I hate the fact that he's, like, always on the fence about this stuff. Well, I'd like to give the benefit of the doubt to the – Niners beat writers. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'd like to think that what else is there to talk about? What else is there to ask about, Rob? What are you going to go and be like, uh, so what do you think of Javon Hargrave? Like we already did that with, with John Lynch. What, what is there to, to ask about? I hope someone doesn't pop in and like ruin the flow of the questions. Cause it really should just be 15 quarterback questions. Honestly. Yes, it should. Like, this is all it should be. But you know what it's so, going to be. It's going to be, tell us about Javon Hargrave. How does he fit into your defense? Maybe some draft questions, maybe, but like, who cares ultimately? Right, because a lot of people are just going to be straight up f- afraid to ask the question because right. he might not like it. He, also, so our job is to ask him a question he likes. Like, really? No, it's Seriously? not. It's it's, it's to not. the complete opposite. As a matter of exactly. Fact. Hey, exactly. Kyle, when did you call Ben Roethlisberger and see when he wanted to come out of retirement? How about that little nugget we got from Big Ben yesterday? saying the Niners approached him last year to come out of retirement. When was that? Was that when Jimmy G went down, or was that before they signed Josh Johnson? I would love to know the answer to that question. Good question. Was there a rumor that the same was that they called up Phillip Rivers or vice versa, or was that shot down? It was Phillip Rivers, I think, that contacted them, although Rivers has denied that, but that rumor was out there. Well, it would be very embarrassing to call up a team and have, like, that's (laughs) kind of what Brady did, right? That's the two. Two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, Kyle's been like, And apparently they called Big Ben. Yes, that's according to Ben. They called him. And he was like, thanks, but no thanks. He he said he thought about it. He wanted to prove to people, you know, that he could still play. But ultimately, you know, he wanted to only wear the Steelers colors and blah, 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 all that fluff. Maybe they just didn't want to pay him. Yeah, the Niners only offered him a million dollars. That's very interesting. That's a hell of a question, too. Yeah, I mean, I think all the questions need to be about quarterbacks. So what we should do is get like a whole list together and get like the 15 best from the, from the fans i do that every time yeah. there's a press conference i tweet out a go. list of questions i want to ask you do are you there not you reading my tweets all the time i should be on alert i should you should be on alert <laughs> i don't know next time i got you i have so many oh i love interviewing people first of all and it just there's so many questions 
that the Brock question, the Darnold question, uh, he's got to answer some of this because all this Trey stuff, like if Trey had played last year and, and been maybe not what Brock was, but just like, you know, showed promise, that kind of thing. Nobody would be saying Kyle Shanahan yeah. mishandled the quarterbacks. Nobody would be saying he doesn't know how to scout quarterbacks. It's just that we haven't gotten to see him. When you ask Kyle a question he doesn't like, he answers in a way that makes he he makes it seem like he thinks you don't know what the hell like you're an idiot. Yep. He responds like you're a freaking idiot that you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know football. And and dude, these guys have to be there every day, every season. So most of them just don't want that smoke. They know what he doesn't want to be asked. They know how he's he's going to make them look stupid on camera. And they're just they don't go there. I mean, Jason Cole was like, "Hey man, I mean, how can you three injuries, three quarterbacks?" I mean, it just got eviscerated by Kyle Shanahan at the end of that, right? And well, we could just hand off every time then. Like I, I don't think Matt Mayoko wants an answer like that. I, I don't think Nick Wagner wants an answer like that. You know, that that, that's why those questions don't get asked. But that didn't make Jason look bad. It made Kyle look bad. It made Kyle it did. look like an arrogant jerk for answering it, it did. that way. That's how I look at it. But I'm not sure that every beat writer looks at it that way. I think some fans, you know, that on Twitter, the response was, oh, Kyle dunked on him. What a stupid question. Da, 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 da. Like a jur- journalist like us are like, hey, you know what? That took credit. That was a good question. It took courage. Good for that guy. But fans are like, hey, screw that guy. Go, Kyle. That's why I look at it. I don't know. Yeah, but you know what? Like they represent a small portion of the fan base as a whole. The lot don't let the loudest section of any group influence your your. Well, that's what we're learning from your March Madness bracket. You know, not not necessarily the people with the most Twitter followers are winning these matchups. Very interesting. Yes, again, go vote. Link in the description. Yep. So Kyle's going to talk on Sunday. I think John Lynch. Hopefully, will talk. Maybe Jed will talk. Where are you going to try and track down Jed? I would like to, because me and Jed are super good friends. No, the thing is, if I see John, if I see John, he'll be hella nice. He'll use my name. He'll shake my hand. He might even have a beer with me. Really eager to see if I can pull that off with Kyle or Jed. So we'll see. Now I'm missing the first day. Unfortunately, it's a bar mitzvah event. Right. I can't miss that. But I'll be there no. the rest of the time. So we'll see what happens. What would you ask Jed? Yeah, uh, and John too. Like at the end of the season, you guys said, or John said, that you wanted to make changes. Uh, you needed to look into making changes to win a Super Bowl. Like, what did you settle on? What is one thing you guys want to change? Because you've been on the cusp for a long time, and everyone understands these windows don't last forever. So what is something you want to do differently? Because I don't think they're going to ever answer that question straight. They you talk what about they what they, they say. They say, well, we we change everything every year. We're always, we're constantly changing things. But they never specifically Thanks, say one thing that they changed. Right, because they don't change anything. I, I'd, I'd like to ask that, but I mean, also you could ask him about the quarterbacks too. Like, you you you've said here that it was cool to sit Trey for two years. You said that on the record. It's year three. What, <laughs> what would you like to see vis-a-vis Trey this year? How would you like to see him handled? What, what, do you need to see him on the field? Do you not care anymore? Like, what's up, dude? You've already given him $25 million. Do you have a say here? Are you going to say something about the quarterback? That would be fair. They I have to talk fair. about this. I mean, they I don't know what happened to. at the Combine, but it felt like John Lynch didn't have to really talk about this very much. I was amazed at the, at the questions at the combine. Like nobody even asked about Nick Bosa at all at yeah, the combine. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay, there's going to be that question too, the Nick Bosa question. Yeah, and I know that like there's national people there, and you know they're asking questions for their articles. But but yeah, the Bosa but, question. Yeah. Bosa's not. It's not a negotiation with Bosa though. He just writes his number down on a piece of paper, slides it face down across the desk, and Jed York and John Lynch just pick it up and say, "Do you want that in hundreds or fifties?" 
<laughs> well, here's a negotiation, I think. How much money's guaranteed? And that's why I think this Lamar Jackson thing's a big deal. Because mm-hmm. if his contract's fully guaranteed, then the trickle down is, well, what about the best non-quarterback in the league? Why shouldn't Nick Bosa's contract be fully guaranteed? And I don't know if the Niners are ready for all that. So it'll be really interesting. It should be fully guaranteed. They all should be fully it's, guaranteed. They all should be. And there shouldn't be a, a salary cap either. But come on. Salary caps help owners. That's what the, that's the it. only purpose is to it's it. money. Yeah, parity is overrated, and it only, I mean, all these guys are billionaires. They should be able, they should all be able to spend, uh, you know, a competitive amount. Let's dip into your list of topics. What did you want to get to on the show? I just I have one. I just have one uh, because you only have a few more minutes, and it's defense. The Niners, remember, we always talk about Kyle, the quarterback position, the offense. It's a defensive team. They built to their defense. And their big move this year was defense. Javon Hargrave in. Uh, Samson Ebukama and Charles and Menahue out. Now, it feels like a great, great trade. But I just want to point out that Hargrave had 11 sacks last year, and those two guys had nine and a half combined. Did the pass rush get better? And which will Hargrave get more sacks in those two next season? I think he will. I mean, he's in a perfect spot. You put him with Armstead on the inside, Bosa on the outside, and I do think that they are going to try and sign somebody on the edge. I'm hoping it's like either Justin Houston or Unique Ngankwe, one of those two, a veteran pass rusher. And I really think they're also banking on Drake Jackson to make a big improvement Mm -hmm. in year two. They were pretty, like Kyle flat out said, like, basically hit the rookie wall like he lost his power last year he kind of called him out a little bit like hey dude bulk up because next year you got to be ready to go yeah he did yeah to me i feel like the hargrave amenahue ebukam is a bit of a wash just in terms of like sacks hargrave's a he's really good against the run amenahue isn't but i i think where the improvement comes is got to be from drake jackson or eric armstead like eric armstead wasn't really ever healthy last year. He didn't play half zero sacks, even for him. Like so, if if he could give him five, six, seven, that's a big that's a big boost. And same with Drake Jackson, because I I mean, if Javon Hargrave gave the Niners six sacks next year, that wouldn't even be a disappointment. Like he's had lots of seasons like that. Even playing next to T.J. Watt in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. he could have a really good season giving the Niners six sacks. So yeah, Armstead and Drake Jackson have to step up, and I bet they signed. Bet they draft someone. Yep. Unless can they can get that. Yannick and Gok away for cheap. They're going, they're not going to stand pat in the draft this year like they did last year. They're going to oh, trade, yeah. make trade because they don't have 11 spots on the team. So they're going to use those picks to move up this year, I think, or to acquire more picks for next year. But I don't think there's any way that they just stand pat and make all their picks. So if there's a guy that they want, they can go up and get him because they got 11 picks this year. They know they got a ton of comp picks coming next year. Plus, they have all of their regular 2024 draft picks. So if they want to move, they can move. And I, I, I'm sure they do like Colton McKivitz, and I bet like they're not bluffing that they're going to start him at right tackle because it's hard to find. I, I really don't even think, I think smart organizations aren't looking for day one starters uh, in the draft on the offensive line. Good organizations draft guys and sit them for a year. And, and because it's such a hard transition from that position uh, to the NFL, college to the NFL in a lot of ways. So I think what the Niners could do is start McKivitz this year, draft a guy this year, and develop him for next year. Because I, do they have a developmental right tackle on the freaking rock? Alfredo Gutierrez is the, is the closest thing they have to a developmental tackle. Everyone else is like a guard or a center or, or mostly guards. So, yeah, I, I think Jaylen they're probably going to roll with 
they're probably they're probably serious about McKivitts. And if you ask them, like, why? They'll be like, well, <laughs> well, have you seen Mike McGlinsey recently? Like, honestly, I mean, he's not that much worse. And I'd have to say, yeah, okay, I can believe that. I can buy that. But there's value in that from the 40, from a team-building standpoint. The 49ers recognizing, yeah, Mike McGlinchey may be the best option you have, but he's not $50 million guaranteed dollars good. Like, So they were smart to let those guys. Those are the guys you don't pay a second contract to. I'm just curious, like, what's, what is Nick Sakel? What is he? Like, mm-hmm. You drafted him and Burford, and they one played, one didn't, but – what are they going to be in year two? What is your redshirt offensive line program going to produce this year? Is Zakel going to be something? Otherwise, like, what are you drafting? You, it seems like if you have this good offensive line coach, you should be taking you know, athletes with potential that he could mold into good players. Unless, I mean, otherwise, you're just taking these like just backups with backup traits. I don't know. What is the deal with those two? And Jason Poe, what's the, what's the deal with him too? I'd like to see the, what the growth is with those guys. Well, maybe, I mean, he's a talk about a guy with athletic traits. Holy hell, I still watch that video of him running routes like a fullback just because it was ridiculous. Um, and maybe maybe he's somebody that they have a role for. I think he won the award for, like, scout team offensive lineman of the year, right? He got one of those funky helmets. I, the way I looked at him was the Niners. Kyle was thinking about changing his offense to a Baltimore Ravens-esque, Philadelphia Philly, uh, Eagles-esque, you know, RPO, 11-on-11 thing. And Baltimore has a special fullback for that. What's his name? Project Pat. What's his name? Pat Ricard. Ricard, He's like 300 pounds. So (laughs) Jason Poe is a little bit like that, like a a move fullback that you're not going to throw the ball to, but just obliterates people uh, on the zone read. So I think that's the idea for him, but I don't know. Maybe he'd be a guard. Ricard is listed at 6'3", 311. (laughs) He's a fullback. God. He's a fullback. That guy's a lot. He's cool. He's a nice little feature in their run game. That's just straight up terrifying. But I agree. Yeah. I think that Kyle was planning on evolving yeah. his offense a little bit. I think he Danny Gray. Yeah, well, if you're a wide Danny receiver, Gray. you don't you don't do anything in year one. That's another right. guy. Like, you know, we focus so much on this draft coming up in April. Like the story of who makes the leap from last year, I think is a is a massive story. Absolutely. I mean, it's a very it's a very important class because you all these rookies. How many of them are going, to get, are going to contribute, really? I mean, none of them are top 98 picks. Seems to me like Jordan Mason could be really important. Drake Jackson could be really important. Uh, Sam Womack could be really important. Kalia Davis could be really important. Yep, like another guy in yeah, the middle. I, yeah, Burford needs to take another step. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm really curious to see what happens. Because last year, all those guys stepped up. Lenore, Afunga, Banks, it was like, part of the reason the Niners are so good. Big reason. Absolutely. Um, first of all, I just want to say, since we are simulcasting this, I was not ready for the Grant Cone chat explosion. I've never had so many comments on any video I've ever done in my entire life. I apologize if I didn't get to your comment in the dra- in the uh, chat. That's my bad. Uh, I got to run. I got to pick up my son from school. So normally we would do a longer show, but unfortunately, you know, got to be uh, all pro dad. But I just want to say, Grant, thank you for hopping in. I'm excited. We're going to do this every week. It's going to be a ton of fun. And, uh, again, apologize in the chat. Go vote in the Niners Media Madness bracket. It's in the description to the show. And, uh, yeah, thanks for, uh, for finally doing a show with me. I've only wanted to do a show with you for, like, six years. 
Absolutely. I just, I just want to commemorate this, too. This is the first simulcast I've ever done. It was me and you. And I think this is going to be, a, I think this is going to catch on and be a big deal. So glad we did it together. So See you next week. When you do it with other people with bigger YouTube channels, it'll be, it'll be a big success. You have a burgeoning YouTube empire. What are you talking about? <laughs> like and subscribe to the channel, everybody. Grant, again, thanks to you. And now we'll talk to you next week. See you next week.